You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. How is everyone doing? I am doing absolutely great. There has been a lot of things going on in NFTs, but the first thing I want to talk about before I let you know what today's topic is about is in today's NFT news, the U.S. Department of Justice has charged the creators of Frosty's NFT with money laundering and wire fraud after rug pulling so these two young men um i heard one of them is 20 years old created this nft called frosty's nft and decided to rug pull and pretty much deleted their social media after it minted out and said peace out and we have been seeing a lot of that in nfts and i've talked about this extensively about what rug pulls like that are doing to nfts and the whole ecosystem in general so apparently after they pulled the first rug pull and deleted all the socials and made away with 1.1 million dollars whoa (laughs) these two 20 year olds decided to come back again with another project called embers right to do what to do the same thing again so this is like an ongoing scam that they were trying to pull mint out a project, take the money, rug pull, mint out a project, take the money, rug pull. But what people forget to understand is, you know what? There is always paper trail. We talk about decentralization a lot, but there is always some sort of paper trail. You're pulling that money out. There is always some sort of paper trail. And they went through the whole, you know, um, fake creating fake wallets and then the money through tornado but they were still found out and they have been arrested. Um, and I'm going to, we're going to see more of it. I I've said this from day one that we're going to see more of this happening. Um, and people are not going to stand for projects rug pulling them any longer. Some people put their hope and everything into these projects. And then somebody just comes in rug pulls reminds me of this project on Solana where the creators were like literally making fun of everybody like, Oh, we pulled them. We'll be back to do it again. They're going to have their day. They're not going to get away with it. I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, that is the news of today. <sighs> good for NFTs. Okay. That's what I'm going to say is good for NFTs. So in today's episode, speaking of NFTs, we're going to be talking about things I have learned about NFTs. And with me today, I have Culture Factors, Holly Shannon. Holly Shannon is the author of Zero Two Podcast, one of the best-selling podcast books on Amazon. And she is also a speaker and consultant for businesses and individuals. Mm, And I have been on her show. If you have not listened to Culture Factor and especially my episode that I was on, on Culture Factor, you should go give it a good listen because I dropped a lot of alpha on that episode. So thank you, Holly, for coming on my show this time. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you on here. How are you? 
I'm doing really well, actually. And I loved our show together. Um, I love speaking with artists. It's um, there's just a different level when you talk to an artist. (laughs) I know. Right. You're like, oh, God, are you guys suffering this much? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not anymore. Right. Like now now we have that uh nfts maybe are building out uh taking that starving out of the artist so it is um, it is but you know you know i was having a conversation um and with you know collector friend of mine recently and we were talking about um the fact that you know not everybody is going to be able to make living wages from nfts and the whole culture of nfts is kind of starting to turn into like we say web 3 is a little different but now we're starting to see people show their true colors i remember back in 2021 it was a little more like oh everybody's so friendly oh everybody's so caring people give you the alpha i still give alpha i don't care i'm an alpha share um but now you see people hogging Alpha, like they won't tell you how they, you know, made it. Um, but then they'll still scream wag me, but they'll have their little groups of friends that they, you know, share their little alphas with. And we're starting to see more of that with artists in NFTs, especially now that it's getting more saturated, right? We're mm-hmm. starting to see more of that, you know, artists complaining, oh, well, this is not sustainable. Um, I warned everyone last year, <laughs> you right. know. And you're seeing it just like in the news article that you just said with the rug pulls and everything. Yes. It's just there's an immaturity that um, is present uh, in this space. And uh, oh, yeah, it's it's sad because, you know, to to get more people uh, interested in using that type of technology um, or getting involved in, you know, cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. there has to be a, a universal belief, right? Like we have to all decide that it has merit in order for it to be used. Definitely. Um, and it's really sad that there's like the news you just read, like it, it, it really puts a bad light on something that could be very special. Yes. And, you know, for the longest um, people that you talk to about NFTs, they'll say NFTs are are a scam. But then when you see examples like that, it's hard to I know NFTs are not a scam because I'm in it. You know, I'm not looking at NFTs from the outside. We're both in it. We're seeing things from the inside. Right. So we know it's not a scam. But then, of course, um, anything that you know, has finance or is related to finance will always attract bad apples. But where the problem comes in is now will those bad apples overshadow all the good that's going on in NFTs? And I'm very glad that they're being fished out. Um, It's definitely long overdue because it's been happening for a little bit now. Well, well, and look, it's uh, the financial industry is not insulated from that kind of behavior. If you if you look at SPACs, right, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people that build companies and they don't make an ounce of product. You know, they build something out. It's the idea and they get that valuation. They mm-hmm. get investors uh, they get all of that money and then they immediately go SPAC before anything happens. And I think there's some statistic, don't quote me, but I want to say it's something like 80% of companies that go SPAC fail. So it's yeah. a little bit like pulling the rug. It's it's actually, to me, a, a very um, similar model when I look at it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you have people copying it, like, you know, copy the good things. <laughs> and I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, eventually, because when I got into NFTs, NFT was about the NFTs were about the art, you know, that was why we were doing NFTs. And now I see like, it's um, almost turning into people that still are there for the art are there for the art, but people that they're there, um, you know, to gamble or just make money are theirs, which is, you know, not totally bad. Um, you know, because it shows that something's going on, right? It shows activity, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. I think we need balance. You know, I think we're, we're, we've moved too far from the original, um, reason NFTs were, yeah, NFTs became popular was, you know, about the artists, about the, um, creatives, making sure creatives are able to, um, make a living wage finally, like you said in the beginning, right? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think there's like three, three classes of people in here. There's the artists, Mm -hmm. there's the collectors, and then there's business people. And I think they're all approaching NFTs with a very different eye on what the, the end result will be. You know, the artist is trying to make a living wage is trying to find another way to Mm -hmm. share share their work with the world. The collectors could be either way. They could be people who really appreciate artists and want to collect the work and, and level them up. Um, They could be collecting to make money, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing Mm because the artist continues to make money when they sell. That's not a, it's not bad that somebody collects something and then sells it, which I think that's bad. But then I think there's people who are looking at NFTs from a a purely business perspective. Um, And of course, you're going to have those people who try to um, kind of violate what it's all about. And then you'll have some people that have good intentions, you know, like brands Mm -hmm. that want to incorporate NFTs into, um, you know, their products so that they can authenticate their products, for example. Exactly. Um, So I, you know, there's just so many different people who have different intentions. It's kind of a it's hard. It's, it's, it's good because we're coming up with more ways to, uh, use an NFT, but at the same time, it's going really fast. It is. It is. And I think the foundation we lay now matters. Um, I think it matters in the long, in the long haul, um, of things. And I know, you know, I mean, people notice these things like sometime last year when celebrities come into the NFT space, a lot of people are always reluctant. Um, they're jump. Um, no, last year they would jump at it. Now this year it's a little different. Like now when celebrities come into the space, people side eye them because in 2021, you know, celebrities, some celebrities that came into the NFT space came to rug pool. Um, and I saw recently, um, the sky boxer Floyd Mayweather, um, put up, you know, a tweet, Oh, my new NFT is coming. And I read the comments. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist, you know, commenting as well. Um, because I get so irritated, you know, like, you know, we're trying to do something here. It's not a joke. You know, some people's well, yeah, lives. It's, it, yeah. It's opportunistic, right? Exactly. You know, and some people's lives depend on this thing working. You know, hell, I put so much effort. (laughs) They want to, they don't want to burn down the NFT talk show podcast. (laughs) Definitely not. I'd have to find a new name. Oh God, that would suck. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you never have to change your name. It, and it's probably really good for SEO. So I, I know, right? I, I, I'm not trying to change the name. So they need to behave, you know? So he um, puts up a post, uh, my new NFT's coming out. So people started, you know, obviously the blockchain um, doesn't lie. So people came back and were commenting about, you had a project last year that you literally rug pulled. Be- I mean, they're different types of rug pulls, right? There's the soft rug, which is, it's not like they told you to, you know, oh, we've done this to you. It's just, they just leave it alone and let it die a natural death. And then there's the hard rug pull, the ones that go, yeah, we took your money, peace out, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but there are some projects that do soft rug where, they don't have intentions of building anything out, but they're not going to say they don't have intentions. They'll still show up every day, you know, but they're not really doing anything in regards to that project. They wouldn't even speak on that project. So I think with him, you know, he came last year, um, you know, did a project and now the project is at like below like 0.0, whatever, like just worthless. Um, you know, and now he's coming back with a new one and people were not happy about that. I, There's yeah. some bad actors, right? Some bad actors in the mix. And I probably shouldn't say that because maybe Floyd Mayweather is going to come after me. But no, he, he I mean, but it's the truth. You know, if he feels he shouldn't come after you, he come after me. I'll tell him to his face. You know, you already have enough money. Let other people eat, you know. Yeah, don't suck yeah. don't suck liquidity out of the ecosystem this there are real artists that, that are you know busting their butt for the space there are people that sit in twitter spaces from morning till evening you know trying to make something out of this space and then because you have a little fame you just come in and grab a bunch of liquidity that could go towards these same people that are building nah i don't agree with it um, and if he has a problem, he can hit me up. I can't fight, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to your rescue. We'll fight him together. I'll fight him together. I'll bite his leg <laughs> or his ear or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm quick. I'm quick, though. <laughs> You're scrappy. You're just going to get in there in the ring with him. Just I know. bring it. <laughs> I'll just jump real quick, bite his ear off, and then run. <laughs> I I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll hold the door open and I'll, or I'll do the getaway car. <laughs> I know. Right? I, used to, I used to race cars in high school, so I'm pretty good with the stick. Oh, shift. wow. Really, really race or like fun race? Fun race. Yeah. Same. You know what? So I'll tell you a funny story. Um, when I was same high school, bad, bad girl. Um, <laughs> then, you know, because my mom worked, so... Um, I got my license pretty early and I would take the car because she had to work. So couldn't always pick me up from school. So I started driving pretty early. And because I had the car, um, you know, when you have the car, you're like the cool kid. Right. <laughs> so I would have my friends, they would like call me, a, you know, Friday night. Oh, let's go to, um, you know, the social society part machine would say this is probably legal. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is up. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. So we would like literally race, you know, um, somewhere in LA somewhere, you know, and if it's still, if it's still, if it's illegal, I didn't do it. No, <laughs> we tried to be, I'm innocent. We try to be on our best behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> we safely raced. We would do like 10 miles and see who could go the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. That's you awesome. know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's what we've been doing. The slowest wins. <laughs> Absolutely. This was just like five minutes ago when we were in high school. Really, it wasn't that long ago. I know, right? Yeah. So it's so funny that you'd say that because, um, yeah, high school was high school was interesting. Yeah. But now we're here doing NFTs, buying JPEGs. I, I crack up when people say that. What do you do for a living? I buy JPEGs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Okay. You know, so you buy JPEGs, okay? And, and like, I know you're making a joke out of it, but which is more important to you to buy a one of one from an artist that's really just focused on their work or somebody who's focused on building a creating utility building a community and having a roadmap because i'll be honest when i that's talk a, to people that yeah. part feels really daunting so what which is more important to you that is a very good question. That is a very good question. Okay. So for me personally, um, because I am a one-on-one -on -one artist, I will have a bias <laughs> and automatically will say, um, the art. And the reason I say this is because, um, if you look at history, art is still very, very important even till now. Right. And I feel like it also depends on the artist. If this is a serious artist, if this is an artist that can build out, if this is an artist that, you know, um, I don't want to use the word shelf life. That sounds like food. Um, if this is an artist that is looking at the long game, right. And has plans towards the long game, I will say the artist. Um, but if I cannot find an artist that is thinking 10, 20 years down the line, then I would say, okay, what can I do with the project? Right. Because a project can lead to other things um, versus just investing. Both of them could lead to anything. Right. Because whoever had a Picasso way back in the days probably didn't know that it was going to be what it is today. Um, and I have not known anybody to buy into a project and make history, you know, but I have known people to buy an art piece and make history. So it just it's like apples and oranges almost, isn't it? When you know, when mm -hmm. you put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, I've never really like tried to, in the way you put it, I think about it that way. I'm always, you know, I've always been one-on-one -on -one artists. I don't care about anything else. Even though I buy into projects, I do buy into projects. I'll support friends. I'll support female led projects. Um, I see projects as a good way to network. And that's, for me, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I see it as a way to network because they, ha they have definitely have more people. They have a community, like you said, and you'll meet people in that community. And me being somebody that's in NFTs, um, I'm an artist. I'm also a media person in NFTs. I want, it's my job to know people, right? Um, so yeah, so I see pro um, projects as a way to get to meet people when networking in the community. And I see art as just what it is, art. You know, um, they're two different things, I think, but I'll still, I'll choose art. Yay. Yay. Yay for the <laughs> art. Well, I think the networking is sort of a natural, um, 
it's it's sort of a natural step. I mean, when you're trying to share your story, mm-hmm. you're you're say on Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse or you're wherever you're sharing your art. Like I think networking and connecting with people is going to happen organically. I think what's hard for some artists is the idea that they can't just make something and sell it as an NFT that it won't be received in a big way mm-hmm. like some other artists unless they have a clear roadmap they're providing utility they're inviting people into their community on like discord um i i think there's some of that too like and and to me like i feel like it's it's so hard for the artist i mean i'm glad that you hmm. choose that route like i think there's something really pure about that and yeah and just because you build a community doesn't mean they'll come and just because you plan for a roadmap doesn't mean it's going to happen and just because you say there'll be utilities doesn't mean that that'll come to fruition either exactly exactly so here's another thing um going back to what you just said is I think personally, right. I always tell artists don't compare yourself to projects. This is not the same thing. And your art is the utility. And I I've said this joke a billion times and I'll say one once again, I cannot remember the Mona Lisa coming with a private jet ride. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I crack that joke every time. I can't. Perfect. Can you steal that? (laughs) You can be my guest. You know, I can't remember the Mona Lisa coming with, you, you know, utility. There's no such thing. When you walk into a gallery and buy a piece of art, you're an art lover, art connoisseur. You want to collect art, right? I have never seen somebody walk into a gallery and go, oh, so when I buy this piece, do I get xyz with it right it does not happen it's just that's not how art is sold people collect art for the appreciation purposes like they appreciate this art and then maybe down the line they get lucky the artist becomes a big name and well um, sought after and you're one of the first to have their pieces and then you can resell it right to somebody that likes the artist even what's like music. I mean, music is another good example. I have never, ever bought um, Rihanna's album and said, oh, so what does it come with? It just right. doesn't work that way, you know? So this is why I think um, with NFTs, you know, artists need to understand the, what they are. They're not a company. You know what I mean? I think a lot of artists start looking at themselves like, oh, this project does it this way. And there are blurred lines because everybody's kind of just doing, you know, we're, we'll say we're early and everybody's just kind of doing things however way they want to. Um, I don't offer utility with my art, but my art is also attached to the Champagne or Social Club. So every once in a while, because we're a social club, I will do giveaways, Right. Not because, you know, oh, buy my art, get a giveaway. No, but because we're a social club and we do social good. And this is what the champagners are about. And um, I like to, it's like taking your collector out to dinner. That's the way I look at it. It's not, it's not compulsory. It's not a must. It's like having somebody that's a regular customer at your store and then gifting them a goodie bag. 
right? I think that's great. I think that's great because there is no pressure. Yeah. And and you can hand select exactly. the collectors that really resonate with you, that maybe really care about your work, maybe exactly. buy more than one. Exactly. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's kind of like a beautiful touch. Yeah, I do that. I mean, I've done it with my collectors in the past um, where I'll do like a raffle, a giveaway. I did a giveaway for one of my metal prints. You know, it's still within my um, my art, you know, um, I'll do like um, what are these things called? Not collectible souvenirs. I do souvenirs. It's not a must. You know, but I do these souvenirs because I want them to have it because you know what? We don't know if Tony is going to be like bigger than Beyonce. No. <laughs> I could be anything's possible. <laughs> I th- I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's going to happen. I'm, re- I'm here for you. Uh, you know, so there's some collect. Thank you. There's some collectors that, you know, maybe I'll, um, if they buy certain pieces, I'll hit them up like, okay, you know what? Um, this comes, it's not nothing big. It's maybe a t-shirt and a little postcard that I hand sign because you never know in 20 years, 30 years, I might be like in some books being studied or something. And then their child would be like, Oh my God, this is a original hand sign piece by Tony. So these are the things I think about, you know, I think that's the- great. It's almost like you're manifesting it. And I think oh, we yeah. should also like manifest that Beyonce is going to collect Tony Payne. Art. Yes. Beyonce, if you're listening, hit me up, you know, mm-hmm. legends live forever. <laughs> yes. And like female, female owned, female led, female artist. Yes. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's, it's about, you know, I think personally, um, for a lot of collectors, so I'm going to put myself in a collector's shoe when I look at an artist, um, I will collect an art. If I were a collector for two reasons, I like the art or I just want to support the artist, but a lot of NFT artists, I advise this. I always say this, look at yourself as a brand. I'm not saying go give stuff out. No, you're not a project. You're an artist, but artists the biggest artists out there are a brand, you know, mm. even the ones mm-hmm. that are Panky, um is a brand, you know, yeah, but do they have like a marketing machine behind them or are they just of course, one person? Uh, of course they do. Yeah. So if, if, it's not, yeah. Uh, there you go. Apples for oranges, right? Like you just can't, but you like, have to get to that level. Like if, I mean, every single big artist that you see today started somewhere. Right. Right. They I'm sure, um, you know, I don't know. Panksy, for instance, did not have a big marketing team behind him when he started. You know, he was just a graffiti artist. Right. But then when you get to a certain level where it's like, oh, shoot, I'm making millions. You're going to need a team, Mm -hmm. you know, at least Mm -hmm. to be able to manage the heck. I'm not making millions and I need a team because the pressure is so much, you know, I agree with you. Yeah. So it might not necessarily be a team like a project would have a COO or a CEO or things like that. It might just even be just you, your management and your publicist. That might just be your team. You know, that's a good team. Yeah. That's a good team to have. Exactly. You know, so that, that might be all you need is, you know, manager, publicist, and you're good, you know, to handle. And then maybe a PA, right? Um, mm-hmm. for when you're on the road and that's mm-hmm. talking if you're a big artist. So, um, but a project will have, you know, pro- a project is run like a business, right there. I mean, yes, 
a lot of well, a lot of the ones coming up now, um, you know, they have a reason behind it. But an artist is just there to sell their art. But here is where I was going with this um, in terms of, you know, collectors. There are some collectors that might be skeptical about collecting from an artist because they're like, OK, and I, I me and my 100 million stories and I tell the story all the time, too. <laughs> I have like one story for every incident in NFTs. There's an artist um, that I used to collect when I first started in NFTs. I'm an artist. I didn't come into NFTs as a collector, you know, but I felt it's a good thing to support other artists. And there was this artist um, that I collected from earlier on um, during the start of me coming into NFTs. And she, I thought she was talented. You know, she used to draw these characters and I was like, I could totally see this having, I see everything having its own cartoon. (laughs) I could totally see this being built out, you know, and she could animate. She was just really talented. But fast forward, maybe a month or two later, you know, because, okay, so you sold one piece, two piece, three piece. And you're going to have moments as an artist, right, where nobody's collect. I'm Tony. Like, I'm the loudmouth NFT talk show podcast host, and I go months without selling a piece, right? But do mm-hmm. I give up? No. You know, I keep doing what I'm doing. But a lot of people are coming into NFTs without experience, um, without knowing these things. They feel like, oh, NFTs, they told me I'm just going to sell. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. Well, you hear all the good stories. Yes. You, know, you surround yourself with all of the success stories. Yes. And um, so you think that could That's, happen to me, right? And, and when um, it doesn't, right, then reality sets in. And I, I try as much as possible, like to, you know, especially on Twitter to tweet the realities. Like, look, everybody's not going to make it. Don't, don't, I'm not saying you're not, I'm not saying you're not, but this is the reality. Don't listen to, you know, it's good to dream, work hard towards your dream, but also give yourself some sort of reality check that, you're going to need to persevere. And um, she, you know, after a month or two, maybe she, I don't know. I don't think it took up to a month of her not even selling anything. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't do this anymore. And she left and she's not been back since everybody's money gone. Wow. <laughs> so as a collector, when you see things like that, you know, you might be skeptical to invest in an artist unless they're proven. Right. Mm-hmm. To um, one, know what they're doing Two be in this for the long game you know my collectors they're if i my collectors actually they're the ones that tell me tony go get some rest <laughs> interesting oh interesting. yeah you know i have i have a collector of mine her name is sorland and she constantly bugs me about getting rest she's like tony nfts are not running away go get some rest take a break Because they trust, they trust that I'll be back if I take a break, (laughs) you know. Well, and, and maybe taking a break gives you, um, that bandwidth to create more and maybe to. That too. Yeah. Fresh perspective. Build out, like build out a roadmap, if you will, even if it's not what you want to do, but it'll it allows you to like think forward. Maybe yeah. just think forward. Maybe it's not a roadmap. Maybe that's too big a thing to take on. Yeah. Like a, a an artist, maybe an artist plan. Like you always have to set goals for yourself as an artist, right? What are you trying to achieve? Now, this is the thing. Same with 
projects or companies, you know, when a company starts, a lot of companies fail within the first five years. So it's not new to artists as well. Some artists will try and, you know, they might not find that success. So the most important thing I always tell artists is make sure you have goals and then work towards those goals, you know, and being the creative or being a creative, those goals might change a little bit because creatives, you know, we're kind of kooky and in the middle of, (laughs) in the middle of something, we'll be like, oh no, I want to try this. Oh no, I think I'm going to try that. Um, And you don't want to limit your creativity, you know? So, but Tony, I have too many goals. Oh, it's good. That is is good. I I literally have like notes on my phone of business ideas. You're me. Oh my God. I have so many like inventions and ideas and not always in NFTs, but like I, but in NFTs, I have a lot of ideas. That, that is, that is good though. Let me tell you today, I was driving um, home this morning and I was like, I need to stop at the store and buy a notebook that I I don't think like, cause I put ideas in my phone too, but I feel like I need to open something. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes, well, they say also that when you write, yeah, it, your body, like your mind absorbs that. Yes. And you continue to like see it and absorb it and visualize it. it. Yes. Yeah. When you, when you type or you like, you know, yeah, just basically type like into your phone. It's a different reaction. And I do believe that. I do believe that. I think that's why like um, a lot of people make vision boards and yes. they journal and, uh, you know, do things like that because it it implants it differently in the brain, like your brain synapses differently with that exercise. I totally, I totally believe it. You know, I totally believe it. Cause it's like, it's, you feel it's it's more solid. Like when it's written down, like, okay, I did this, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and I can flip this, like actually physically flipping the page. Like this is where I'm at, you know, Mm -hmm. making more notes in there. And your brain is like visually, you know, calculating this thing. Like, look, this is what I've done. So, yeah. You also get into a flow state. Like, so here's the thing. Like when you jump on your phone to write something, Mm -hmm. how often, let me ask you this question. Okay. So you go to put an idea in your phone, yeah, right, in your notes. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most, how often do you jump onto social media or checking your email after doing that? Not often. Really? Okay. So see, if, if I'm if on my I, phone, I'm if doomed. I put my if I put a, an idea into my phone, like jump yeah, on like so- if you're like physically on it and you're typing up an idea in your notes, when you're done doing that and that phone is still in your hand, will you just put it down? And oh no, I'm constantly, stuff? I'm constantly on social media. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Oh like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So, so if you're sitting down without your phone and you open up a notebook and you start writing, that's true. I get where you're going. A, Right. So there's probably a better chance that you will allow the creative process to unfold. You'll maybe yes. even get into a flow state because you have not brought in something else. Social, yeah. Social media or something. You've taken that element out of the picture by picking up a pen and a notepad. I totally agree with that. 
Yeah. Or sometimes I'll have an idea um, and I won't put it in my phone immediately and I'll hop on Twitter and it's gone. (laughs) I use use Twitter as a journal sometimes. Like I'll just tweet things that I just think about and then I'll go reference it again maybe a few months later. Some people don't know why I'm doing it, you know. Interesting. Yeah, I I do. Um, And, you know, I'll I'll tell you why I do it. a lot of times, you know, when we look back, especially in a space as new as NFTs, you know, when we start talking about NFTs and what happened, you know, I can easily tell you, oh, this is how things went down. But if there's no record of it outside of me, how do I prove it? Right. Mm-hmm. So I tend to make it public, you know, so um, you can go go back and search, you know, um, especially someone like me. I Like I do still life. And I'm like, oh, well, when I started doing still life, there was literally like, I don't know if there was anybody else, maybe one or two people doing still life. I'm not sure. And I would tweet all the time that I can't find people doing still life. So if you go back and if I tell the story now and you're like, oh, wait, she probably is wrong. You can go back and there's proof that this Mm -hmm. happened. You know, so I tend to do that a lot with um twitter <laughs> twitter is like my little journal um yeah but it shows like how you think and that you're on trend and i actually think that that's that's a really cool idea i like that. oh yeah i'm very i'm very um i mean I, I joke a lot on twitter but i'm also very intentional sometimes like some tweets i don't do because i want anybody to react i'm doing it to record a piece of history Um, Well, and that's probably why you have so many people that follow you on there, Tony, because you are you're really sharing in real time, like your thought process. Yeah. And by documenting something that you're thinking about, it's like. People, I, I believe people are probably following you because they see that you have a vision like it's it's very interesting how you think. So that's probably why you have such a big following. I think, well, I'll tell you why I have a big following. (laughs) So my Twitter is like literally a 2009. I started my Twitter in 2009. Um, And in 2009, I used to be in, um, I went, I was in another industry, um, still in the arts, um, but music. Right. So when you're in an industry that has a lot of, you know, fame attached, um, you'll attract people. And I think a majority of my followers came from then. Um, in terms of NFTs, actually, you know what? In, uh, yeah, you're right. Cause, you know, in a space of maybe a week, two weeks, I'll get like maybe 800 more followers, those kind of things. So, I don't know why they follow me. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. I think that you're a very interesting person to follow. They're they're picking up on all of that. They're picking up on your vision. I always wonder, like, I I complain a lot, though, don't I? Like, I not complain. I won't use the word complain. I speak. No, I think you're 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 speaking the truth. I think you're challenging. You're challenging notions. You're challenging ideas. Yeah. And that's different. Like being negative or, you know, or whatever complaining is is different like yeah. you're 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 challenging things you're throwing things on the table and and letting people be a part of that conversation i think exactly that's and like i'll get artists that will say like i'll say some things on um twitter and i'll get artists that will tell me the same thing in the dm but they're scared to say it out loud 
And I'll be like, okay, why can't you just say it? You know, like, what is, what is the problem? No. What if a collector sees this and, you know, doesn't buy from me? Well, social media and the optics, right? Like, yeah, it's a really tough thing because people have a tendency to want to portray themselves a particular way. Way. Yeah. Right. And then showing up and saying something that is challenging to the system or might create discourse um, is scary because you could scare away a potential collector. So I I can see that. And that's kind of the downfall of social media because we all have painted ourselves into a corner of what people expect from us. Yeah. And expect from us. Exactly. So it's, it's a tough one. I can see that. Yeah, I'm I'm quite the opposite. Like I tweet whatever I want, I say whatever I want, and I always say it. I, I tell them I'm like, look, whatever collector you have is gonna have to align with who you are. That's why they collect from you. Why they when you collect art from an art, you're collecting art from an artist because you like their person, you like their art one, but you also resonate with who they are. Mm-hmm. And if you're not being yourself right? Then they're not collecting from who they think you are. I mean, they're, they're collecting from who they think you are. They're not collecting from who you really are, you know? So I, I take that little nuance out of it. Like, this is who I am. And, you know, I'll say, I say bad words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then let me ask you this question. See, I'm turning the tables on you. I know. <laughs> Here's, I'm sorry. No, um, you're well, you're just so amazing. So <laughs> Thank you. You are too. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. So here's a question that I have for you that's come up um, in some rooms I've been in. Mm -hmm. So being your true self. Okay. So doxxed or undoxxed. So uh, my argument with that, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to preface it with how I feel about it. Okay. Um, I think that when I see so somebody's creating, they're an artist, or maybe they're, they're going bigger and they have their community, they're building, they have utilities roadmap, the whole nine yards. Okay? Mm-hmm. They have their discord channel and all that. When I feel separated from that person because they use a PFP that is, you know, I don't know, some sort of cartoon thing, mm-hmm. but like not them. And they have a name that's not theirs. You know, it's like a made up, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, AKA. A right? pseudo name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they have that and there's really no way to learn who they are, like they keep that under wraps because they, they want that. They, they want to create that persona. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why some people do it, but for me, I don't think that I could buy art from somebody like that. Like if I felt so removed yeah, because I would always be like, it's, it's already, we're already weary enough of the rug pull, right? Just like yes. in the news you said in the beginning. So you add that element to it. And I've had people argue the point like, oh, there's a lot of people that take on names that aren't theirs, you know, a, a Snoop Dogg, a Lady Gaga, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're also out there with their real faces yes. themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like this talks to like what you were saying, like putting your genuine self out there, being, uh, you know, okay, overused word, authentic on Twitter, <laughs> and, you know, sh- showing yourself, 
Yeah. Like showing your face, like you could see your picture. Like when you were on my show, I had your picture on there. Like, I think that's important. How do you feel about it? Um, so here's the thing now with NFTs, right? Um, what NFTs are known for are the PFPs. I know some people that, you know, they've literally taken on the form of their PFP and that's who, <laughs> who they are. Um, personally, I, again, like you said, um, I don't hundred percent connect with it either. I want to see you, you know, you can have the, um, pseudonames, um, that's fine. You know, people use alter egos all the time. Like, okay, this is, you know, who I am, but you still want to see a physical person or at least what they look like to fully connect with that person. Like, okay, though, so this is what you look like. It's just a different vibe when you know what somebody looks like or, you know, have a feel for them versus um, this is their, I don't think I can connect with the PFP person on the same level that I would connect with actually seeing the actual person. Mm -hmm. um, Especially if you're going to invest, right? Yeah. If you're going to yeah. invest, like you're going to collect their work. You're going to join their discord. Yeah. You're going to um, join in the conversations and you um, you're taking faith in their roadmap. Like you yeah. just want to feel a, a closer connection to them. I feel like. And that's why you're seeing now more of people being doxxed. You know, they're out there like before. I wouldn't even buy a project if they're not doxxed, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. um, because I think we've gone past that stage and there are just way too many rope holes to trust into a project that no, the person doesn't want to. Why are you hiding? What's what is it that you're hiding that you don't want to be known? Mm -hmm. um, that's already shady to begin with, um, you know unless there's like some sort of like, maybe they're hiding because, you know, their life is in danger or something, then that's different. But most of the time that's not the case. Um, so me personally, like you said, I also probably wouldn't buy into a project if I did not know, you know, at least who the person is. Um, I remember there's a project that I bought into, um, this one collector, I think his name is 888. And I don't think anybody's seen him. You know, he's active in the space, but I don't think anybody's seen him. But the only reason I bought into part of the project, not even the project itself, was because Paris Hilton, um, she's active in the space. I'm like, I, again, celebrities in the space can be both ways. It can be the ones that come grab and go, and it could be the ones that still grab and stay. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it could also be the ones that are actually genuinely active and just want to see the space grow, but they just happen to be a celebrity. So it's like, okay, um, we don't want to say, oh, because you're a celebrity, it's automatically cancel you out of NFTs, right? You might be coming with good intentions. And there's some like that. So I bought into it because I know who she is. Worst case scenario, you know, um, they rug pull us. We know where to find her. <laughs> well, the, you know, it's you interesting know. that you say that. So like if a celebrity buys into a collection, mm -hmm. um, why do we think that that makes it a more credible project? So she didn't buy into it. Um, she was an extension of it. So she collaborated with um, this collector who was, like I said, he's been in the space for, you know, since the start of it. 
um, and pretty active in the space um, and has collected work from a lot of artists in the space. And then I guess eventually decides he wants to also do his own project, um, which I know some people don't like. Like, okay, you come in, you invest in artists, and you also want to use those same artists as your exit liquidity. Um, that's what some people say. I don't see a problem with it. Like, you know what? If people want to, if I'm a collector and I want to do my own project and, you know, if people want to buy into it, that's their, that's on them. But yeah, she collaborated. She, as, as well as, um, forgot the name of the company, collaborated with him on it um you know i think it's also an air of trust because like i said she's semi-active in the space or you know she's active in the space i mean not mm -hmm. let me not say she's not <laughs> you mm -hmm. know she is active in the space so but if it was somebody like like how mayweather came in and just said oh buy my nft then disappears for six months until it's time to say buy my nfts again i wouldn't i would side eye it you know but if it's somebody that you know frequently um is frequently posts in nfts mingles with people in nfts hops into spaces like snoop dogg for instance mm -hmm. um snoop dogg is like nft father at this point like he's heavily involved in nfts so someone like that i know he's you know um well you never know who's in this for the long game right but he's so deeply invested and active that he tries to know people in nfts he doesn't just go oh, i'm a celebrity i'm gonna sell my nft and keep it moving um but yeah so you have those kind of cases where um you know it might be like okay you know somebody in the project because i've seen projects where maybe the lead is doxxed but the developer is not you know, or maybe half the team is docs and the other half is. And I've seen those type of projects. Hmm. And yeah, there are a lot of them like that as well, where it might just be the developer that's not docs and for their own personal reason. But because they're a developer, why should I show who I am? I'm not the project lead. I'm not, this is not my project. I'm just doing the back end work, right? Hmm. Um, but whoever is heading that project definitely needs to be docs for me to even, um, you know, consider it with exceptions, I guess. I wonder though, if, you know, like you're saying, the developer doesn't need to be docs, but if they're put, if they're in charge of like the code and the contracting, you know, what happens? What happens if they run, run away? Yeah. I've seen that happen too. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's never a perfect science, right? Yeah. Now I see people calling for a fully doc team. Like if you're not me personally today, as of today, if your team is not fully doxed, I might be like, no, you know, I might be like, sorry, unless it's man, what qualifies as a great project, you know, um, if they have something to hide, what qualifies as a great project? I mean, I have developer friends that I know who they are but they're not, they don't want to be on social media. Mm. So I look at it from that angle. Like, you know, some people like their privacy, but they still want to do their work. It's not like, cause they have ill intentions. They just don't want to be on social media. You know, same with like entertainment. You might have a music producer that you would never ever see, you know, but they're the ones behind um, the music making the beat or whatever, but they don't ever want to be known publicly. Um, so you have those as well, but because there's money involved, it, it becomes a little tricky, you know? Yeah. Whenever there's money involved, it's always tricky. Oh yeah. I, I had a, we had a situation, um, 
money is just, I don't know. We had a situation recently um, with an NFT called Sunny's where one of the um, project founders had a mental breakdown and locked everyone out of the discord and um, locked all the other project founders out of the discord. And they had to create, um, they had to create a new discord. And it was just, it was just a mess. It was, it was, it was a mess. And um, it was a mess. And you see things like that. They were all fully doxxed, you know? So I don't know. Right. But yeah, that sounds to me like they didn't have enough um, checks and balances in the creation from the beginning so that there was more than one person that was able to flick the switch off. So with Discord, the Discord is a little tricky. Um, Everyone that has admin will has the rights to be able to kick everyone off. So it could have been, like you said, maybe, you know, as admin kicked the other admin off (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then blocked everyone. Um, That's where trust also comes in. You know, you have to make sure you're working with people that you trust and they you know the two teams or the team obviously they're split now they all have their stories they always say it's my side your side and the truth right um (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so they have their stories and my take was you know i hope everybody finds some some sort of peace especially when it comes to mental health in that space the space itself is already grueling enough now to now add that to somebody that had prior issues before um and he claims he didn't feel supported by his friends and they're claiming they supported him and I'm like, oh, everybody, let's just gather and pray. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I have a, a chapter in my book called the podcast prenup. And I yeah, probably need a discord. Prenup, oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. Right. right? Oh, yeah. Just it's going to protect it, everybody. It's going to get there. You know, it's going to get there where contracts will be signed even for discord. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do the da 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 this is what it is. If you're going to, this is what it is. And we can see you. So you're going to start seeing more of that, but because NFTs are new people are, you know, we don't know what mistakes um, happen until they happen. Right. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And then we learn from those mistakes. So moving forward, people's mistakes are what, what will shape how things um, pan out, even the laws that will be made, you know, it's Mm -hmm. all the things we're doing now that will introduce or make all these laws come about. And um, if we keep seeing these rug pulls, you know, they're going to get up there in Washington and make laws to against NFTs to make it more difficult for everybody. So I so say to play nice in the sandbox. We do. We really do. We need to, we need to go back to, you know, why we were doing this in the first place. And again, um, I had an episode, a podcast episode, and we were talking about the one-on-one artist and, you know, he made a comment and said the one-on-one artist is still who's going to save NFTs. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yep, Tony, Tony Payne is going to save everyone. I believe that actually. I was like, you know, I was like, how do you expect the one-on-one artist to be sidelined? Then everyone ruins it. Then you turn back to the one-on-one artist. Are you kidding me right now? Like, well, there's a purity in it. No, I see that though because there's nothing else. You're it's it's just yourself, right? Yeah. So like you're there's no 
community. There's no discord channel. There's no roadmap. There's no utility. It's just Tony the artist. at the end of the day at the, the artist. So you're creating your work. Yeah. Um, and you're selling it like it's, it's pure. There's a, there's a very clear path. Yeah. Yeah. For, without, for, with no frills, like first Tony Payne. Like, but you know, for, but I do have a, um, built out community as well as an artist, you know, because like I mm-hmm. said, um, against my art, I started the Champagner Social Club, right? So the Champagner Social Club is still consists of Champagners who are my collectors, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not just on a scale of 10,000 people in Discord or on the scale of 20,000, 100,000 people in Discord. We're less than 200. We're a small community. Um, and it's less to deal with. We don't really have the drama. We don't really have the... Um, it's easier to manage. I can manage 200 um, a 200 people discord, you know, um, we don't have the scams. Thank goodness. <laughs> but it was more of an offshoot, right? Like it wasn't like you started creating your art as NFT and oh, decided no, no. that you were going to have that. And they no, were like yeah. two different entities that you decided yeah. to bring together because they complemented each other. Exactly. So yeah. That's why I'm saying like, there's no, it's very transparent. Like, yeah, you, you go to look at your art, and then somebody buys it. Yes. And then that's it. The relationship that that's essentially it. If they want to continue to follow you because they like your work. Yes. They can follow you on social media. So there, so again, it just brings us back to there's like a purity about that. And yeah. So when you say it's going to come back to the one of one artist, like people are saying that. Um, I don't think that that's pressure. I think that's like, let's. I, I think that's like the grounding or the infrastructure or the foundation of how it's going to keep coming back to that. Back to us, right? Yeah. Right, right. Let's, Which let's maybe clean up us. the mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, or just show them this is the way to do it. Like it's like the mm-hmm. safe place. <laughs> I, I was the safe place. I was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go on strike when that happens, and then what? <laughs> right. No. Right. But yeah, like you're right, you know, and again, a lot of my collectors are not even in Discord, um, you know, because that's not their intention. They're not there to Discord grind. They're not there to, they're there for my art. And the ones that are in Discord, they're there to, because they know that, okay, I want you to be there so we can talk, we can vibe, you know, we're like family, you know, but it's no pressure because they can easily find me on Twitter as well. But you're right again, um, the Discord, if I shut down my Discord today, it's not a component of my art being sold. You know, it's not, my art is not reliant. You know, you see a lot of projects that are very reliant on their discords. My art is not reliant on my discord. I think even more so we probably have more listeners of the podcast in discord now, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it's like, cause it's champagne or social club, right? It's everything that I do. Um, and again, you know, because the original intention, um, again, was just a place for us to hang out, not necessarily to buy the art, whatever, just, you know, this is who we are. We hang out, we plan things together, have fun. If we're going to meet somewhere, this is where the information is being put. Um, that was the initial intention, just somewhere for my collectors to hang out. But now it's grown to, um, it's not just my collectors anymore. It's not you know, the champagners anymore. Now we have the NFT talk show listeners, um, in there with their own channel in the, um, 
they probably come in there more than campaigners do. <laughs> Interesting. I know. Maybe, it's like, <laughs> do you think you'll ever do it like IRL? Yes. So in um, June, um, I am planning to meet up with um, some of my champagner, the collector side. Um, but, you know, somebody suggested that since I'm going to be um, speaking in New York, why don't I have like a live session? Um that's going to be pending. Like if I can get a studio equipment and things like that, we'll see. Um, somebody did bring it up. Like maybe I should do like an in real life with audience and all that. That would be interesting. You know, that'd I'm be sure. very cool. Yeah. I'm sure. Very cool. I'm sure some of my listeners would have, I know some of my listeners that would absolutely love that. But again, it's still bought, um, it, you know, still depends on who's coming to New York and if we're all going to be in the same place. I know champagners are coming. Um, I know some champagners that are coming because they're collectors. Um, but yeah, I'd have to work out the kinks of that. But I'm well, planning. If you need any help, let me know. That sounds like. Oh, a really yeah, for cool sure. Project. Are you going to. Are you going to be in New York um, for NFT and YC? When is that? It's June 20 to 23rd, I think. Um, it could be possible. It could be possible if we could, uh, maybe we'll speak together there. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, you should, you should totally, you should totally come down. Um, this is going to be my first year speaking and this is going to be my first year um, attending as well. Um, nice. I didn't, yeah, I'm glad they moved it to the summer. I couldn't go last year because it was not in the summer and, you know, scheduling things out when it's not summer or vacation ish, um, times is much harder for me. That's so. fantastic. I'm so glad you're going to be speaking. I think it's so important. To, yeah. I want to email voices there. Oh my goodness. Yes. You know, I, I hear people go, oh, we don't get the conference tickets because we can listen to people speak in space. I'm like, no, it's not the same. I was it's like, not. I'm, I'm bringing entertainment. Like I'm, I'm planning a whole show for my little, <laughs> you know, I'm going to try and make it fun. Yeah. We're here to educate, but also I don't want anybody snoozing on me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's different in person and there's more interaction and the, the networking and the connections yes. It's completely different. I just got back from Austin. I was at South by Southwest speaking and yeah. How was that? That was amazing. That is a transformative experience on a personal and professional level, I believe. At least for yeah. me, it was. Um, but to be able to, you know, talk to, I mean, I spent a lot of time talking to businesses and individuals and enterprise about um, strategy, mm -hmm. you know, in the NFT space. Um, so it was, it was a really interesting experience for me. And, uh, you know, just random things happen. I, I was listening to Beck. I don't know if you're familiar with his music. Yeah, um, I know Beck. Um, and I, you know, he spoke and then I was able to like go up to the stage and talk to him and ask him a question, you know, like mm -hmm. that's just crazy. Like that stuff doesn't happen that's on true. Twitter spaces. Like it's not the same. Very true. Uh, and I'm a big advocate of it. So I'm really glad that you're invited to do that. And um, I, I, well, maybe if I get invited there, I will come as well. I, I'm in DC, so I'll come on. Oh, over. you're, yeah, you're close. Uh, yeah. I'm close. I'm close. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, I mean, I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I know I'll get some of my listeners um, up there to, you know, come meet 
me in person. Who's Absolutely. that? Who's that lady that spends all her time giggling yeah. <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of talking? Yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta have some fun. I know, right? I know, right? Giggling is allowed. He said what? Giggling is allowed. It, exactly. Giggling is good for the soul. <laughs> but yes, we have had an absolutely amazing time today. I feel like we haven't done enough. We need to do a second episode um, of I this. I love that. Definitely. Love that. Yeah. We should arrange for a part two. <laughs> I'm in. I'm all in. I'm awesome. a big supporter. Would love to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Holly, for coming on the show today. I've had a wonderful chat. <laughs> I know me too. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me on here. And um, if if your listeners don't know there, there is an episode with Tony uh, on my show, you should listen because she's just amazing. And that's why I'm here. Yes, absolutely. Go look up Culture Factor. Um, you're on Apple, obviously, and yeah. um, all the places you can find we see all the places you can find a podcast <laughs> I know. but more importantly i just love that it really shares your story like i think it's really important to highlight artists so yes um, maybe there's things that you don't talk about about yourself on the show so that's why i want people to know more about you yeah i i, I sometimes share on the um on here but most times it's like don't get tired of me people <laughs> <laughs> I hear comes Tony again. <laughs> no, I'm sure they subscribe for a reason. Probably like your Twitter feed, like you just you keep it real, right? Yes, I do. I'm gonna always keep it a hundred percent with my listeners. You know, I, I say it, I'm like, nobody will share alpha with you, but I will. I will always be that one to share alpha with you because I feel that was, that's what I would want for me, you know. Um mm -hmm. I came into NFTs blindly like a bat out of hell <laughs> and mm -hmm. wish there was somebody out there to really hold my hand, but I didn't have that. And, you know, I learned, um, which is good. I'm a fast learner. And I, you know, I always say, if you're listening to my podcast, I don't want that to be you. I want you to come into NFTs prepared. I want you to come into NFTs with the knowledge. I want you to come into NFTs confident that you're, you know, you'll make your own mistakes, but not costly mistakes. Um, but yes. Yeah, no, I think that's the way to go. I think, um, I think the more you give, the more you share, you know, mm -hmm. you, you share the alpha, you do it from your heart, um, and you help people on their journey. It, it comes back. Like it's like good karma. I, yeah. I, I love helping people and, um, I probably do it too much. <laughs> Because <laughs> it feels so good. I know, right? So before you go, um, Holly, is there anything you would, if there's one thing you would like to share with my listeners, um, maybe a word of advice, um, your favorite quote or something, what would it be? Oh, wow. That's a good question that I was not prepared for. <laughs> um, I, you know... <sighs> I love the curveballs. <laughs> I know you really threw me a curveball. Um, I think in business and in life, mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, you need to be able to look in the mirror and know that you've been a good person. And so whatever you post on social media, whatever project you create or buy into, um, whoever you share alpha with or choose not to just remember that like we're, 
we're all in it to win it. Like we all want to do well in life. And um, at the end of the day, if you're a good person and, and you've, you've shared and you've, you know, taking care of people around you, um, you're going to go to bed and sleep really well. So just, you know, it's all karma. Keep being a good person. Mm -hmm. That's a And I, and I only collect good people, which is why I have you in my <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I try my best once in a while. I'll get back that little brain torch. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> my brain will spark and I'll, the evil me will come out. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a balance, right? I know. Right. The one on my shoulder that's like, do it, tell me, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you, I'm in Aries, so sometimes that impulsive side. Oh, out. you too! Yeah. Oh my, yeah. when's your? Oh wow, when's your birthday? It's actually it's tomorrow. <gasps> oh, happy birthday! Oh, Thank you're you. you're March Aries. I'm an April Aries. Yeah, oh, April it makes what? April eighth. Yeah, mm. it makes okay. a it makes a lot of sense. April, I mean Aries, we're go getters. Like we're we're awesome people. I have never met a single female Aries no shade to the men I have not met one single female Aries that's not like about her it's like good business acumen just just awesome people they're sharp they're witty they're funny they're just like totally great people and I'm not even speaking of myself because I fall into that category too <laughs> nice hey I, I'll tell you I'm, I'm gonna sail into the weekend with that description <laughs> <laughs> for real it makes sense why we get along now <laughs> exactly exactly soon we'll be sh sipping champagne in new york yes that would be awesome i would love that for sure i'm there for you i'm there for you june <laughs> yes june 2020 to 23rd um excellent yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. Um, Thanks, and if they need to find you, let me not forget that part. If they need to find you, how can they find you? Uh, hollyshannon.com is my website and can help you build out a podcast for your business if you're interested in that. And Culture Factors, my podcast. So if you want to listen to my journey in NFTs and Web3 and uh, where I'm speaking and what I'm doing, that's where you'll find me. Beautiful, beautiful. So yes, go um, check out Holly's um, podcast. It's a nice podcast. Um, you'll love it. Um, so that is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their grandma to tell their grandpa to tell their cousin to subscribe to. Okay, keep it a family thing. And a friend thing. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But yes, don't also forget to follow us on our socials, NFT Talk Show on Twitter, NFT Talk Show on Instagram. And before I forget, we are now finally on YouTube. If you are listening, you can now find episodes of the NFT Talk Show podcast on YouTube. Go check it out. Take those. We still have like zero, zero, zero views <laughs> because we just started. Um, okay. I haven't checked it out in a while, but yeah. So we've started uploading um, past episodes onto YouTube for people that have been requesting it. I know we were getting a lot of it, um, you know, on Instagram and on, you know, Twitter, like, oh, why well, I, I listen to YouTube. So we've made it available on YouTube. We're going to gauge and see um, how well it does on YouTube. If, you know, 
it does very well then we'll keep it um but yeah so that's gonna be it for this episode you know what it is i am tony Payne, and i will catch you on the blockchain bye